Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social. I'm your host, as ever, Ross. I'm joined by Dazza, Segs, and Liam to discuss a very crazy week at town. Of course, Paul Cook was sacked on Saturday. We then lost a miserable game at Charlton. And then also, we've got to look forward to a game against Wigan this Saturday. Of course, it was going to be dubbed the Liam Richardson Paul Cook derby, but for obvious reasons, it won't happen like that. So it'll be John McGrill in charge. Um, we've got a lot to discuss. Um, let's get right into it then. Let's not muck about. Um, Dazza, let's bring you in first, my friend. Thanks for joining me as ever. Um, sure. You were in the posh seats, uh, the director's posh, the heated seats at Shelton. Um, yeah. What was that like? Ignore the game. I'm sure, I'm sure that was that was rubbish. But um, how was that? And welcome back to the show. Um, yeah, thanks. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so Charlton Tuesday started out really nicely. I haven't been to that ground before, so I had a little walk around. I got into the hospitality quite early, at like half five. Um, looked around the pitch. It's all, it's all a really nice stadium, isn't it? And then the food was really good. Mushroom soup. And then I had my favourite pork belly. And they got the crackling really crispy. So that was really good. And then a nice uh, apple crumble and custard. So... It was all good. I was on table 22, which is my lucky number. So I was giving my guests who are Charlton fans, I was giving them a bit of grief that, you know, it's written in the stars. You're going to get spanked tonight. And then um, saw the lineup. That will look pretty good. Um, but yeah, in the seats, I, I trotted down the seats and they're all padded and very nice and really good view right on the, cent- on the halfway line. And uh, obviously in, in the directors, are you know, former players and their directors, but also Mike Ashton, Mike O'Leary, um, and the other guy, I can't remember his name, Ashton's sort of uh, right-hand man. Yeah. yeah, so they were sat in my row um, across the aisle. So um had a, a quick kind of, uh, I don't think he understood a word I was saying. I kind of crept down there and I deliberately, I didn't have my Ipswich scarf or anything blue on. So I kind of just trepped down there and gave him a fist pump and said, Shh, you know, don't tell them I'm in here. I'm an Ipswich fan and sat down. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's uh, it started out quite nicely. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> the referee yeah. blew his whistle. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll get into that. And, um, yeah. I'm sure, as you said, you had a nice view, a nice, um, you're a bit warmer than I'm sure everybody else. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that miserable night. In South yeah. London. Um, yeah. Let's get into bringing in Segs. Segs, you're not that far away to be a married man. Uh, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm getting married next Saturday, obviously. So all preparation for that all fully underway now. And last last part of the road, bit of a unfortunate worry last night with the Plan B announcement, but it seems all okay still. So all good to go for that. Um, but yeah, I was at Charlton as well on Tuesday. Um, pissed off at the end could be bothered staying for game day I'd rather get home so uh, couldn't be bothered doing a, a, a rant or anything it was just just no one cared no, none of the players seemed to care um, on the, apart from Bon and Walton who gave it his greatest efforts um, felt total was at fault for the first goal um, in the build up and then just really really slow to react to the Walton save um, if he gets a foot to that then we're still nil-nil um, but he just doesn't react quickly he thinks it's offside and then it, effectively cost us the first goal um, and then after that point we just weren't there none of us was we were just there for the take and just we didn't seem to get back into it at all um, felt like for the first five six ten minutes we were in we were in the game but apart from that it was just 
it was just a wasted journey for us really um it's a shame because i really like going to the valley i love the valley yeah. um the last time i was there was no hunt um 95th minute well, um, exactly oh. but um didn't live up to the hype this time unfortunately and we were just we were, we were pathetic um we were so so poor um like i say no one seemed to care apart from the odd few and you know dinesh on the left didn't work if it was me i'd probably played uh, i probably played kby there because he can use his left foot better um i like the switching wingers um i noticed luco and edwards kept switching during the game but not too much effect unfortunately but bon is still so isolated at the front we still get no service to him unlike the start of the season he just just left there the defenders are just haven't got nothing to do really um he didn't really provide much which wasn't his fault it's just fraser unfortunately wasn't up to his standard where he can normally play like cinem against uh cinem next to foot morsey a lot uh, recently and he's much better um next to morsey than when he has been played on the left or arguably where selena or chapman should be playing so um and evans as well just wasn't there yeah everything just seems to go past him just i don't rate him at all Okay, then. Well, um, we'll get more into Charlton discussion very soon. Um, so, of course, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. Paul Cook has gone. I know it's been written about, it's been spoke about. But it's a chance for Dazza, Seggs and Liam, who we're going to introduce very soon, to discuss it and um, and where we go from... Where, where, does, where does town go from here, really? It's uh, a weird situation to be in. Uh, but, Liam, welcome back to the show. Um, myself... You, Liam, that's no, you, uh, Bloomers, um, a lot of us who were in Newcastle got the Geordie flu. Um, I'm only now just getting over it, but um, you had it. Uh, how are you? And welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, back to normal now. I uh, got a bit of a cough, but um, nothing nothing to write home about. Nothing like what it was like getting back from Newcastle. The, the, the last couple of, the t- f- couple of days after coming back from Newcastle, had a sore throat, felt a bit rubbish, and then Wednesday morning I just couldn't get my head off the pillow. So uh, that was three days off work, um, but luckily I was back to work this week, so um, it's kind of passed. But I know that you had it quite rough, and unfortunately gave it to Sasha as well. Um, and then of course, good old Bloomers um, seemed to get something as well. So James and uh, Paul, well done to you. You seem to have the immune systems uh, to survive uh including uh the fact that they walked back from uh newcastle city center at like five in the morning <laughs> instead of getting a bus um which took them over an hour in the pouring rain so it's probably no surprise bloomers uh got something but for paul not to get something uh is a bit surprising so but yes i'm i'm back to health now um and like Dazza, first time at the Valley on Tuesday. Um, but, um, well, I, I don't know really what what uh, you can say about the build-up to that. Um, I, I decided to go into the office for the first time in a little while um, for more out of convenience of leaving from town instead of coming from Kesgrave. And um, I don't miss sitting there and seeing just the darkness outside. It was a very bleak day. And then driving down to Charlton was, well, down to Newbury Park, we didn't actually drive straight to Charlton, was very challenging. Um, at some stages, we probably needed oars rather than uh, tyres. Um, but we made it. Um, and that was then pretty much 
it really after that the rest of it was just <laughs> a terrible night me and paul banging out 80s tunes on the way back because the cricket was so bad uh, was probably the highlight of the night um even if we did have to divert our way into london and across to the m11 because the a9 a12 was shut in three different places so uh didn't get in till two so pretty knackered wednesday morning i have to say but uh yeah there we go i went that was liam with the travel back to ross <laughs> I, went, I went i went via where did i go back through um to the Dartford Tunnel and when I first got to the turning to the Dartford Tunnel that took us back and go had back on ourselves on up to the M25 and then back again onto under the tunnel and then the A12 <laughs> was a pain because shut at Chelmsford and Calverton mm-hmm. so two diversions it was just but well we we it. went we went M11 and uh all right boys I don't I don't think the listeners care to be honest <laughs> um I think, yeah well, standard, it, just it just made the yeah. night even worse didn't it yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah when, when you know, you just know when you see a sign that's saying closed here, and you're just like, yeah, not getting in until the early hours. Um, it just makes it worse, don't it? We um, made it back midnight though, so that wasn't too bad. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. But um, but anyway, let's move on to, as I said, the elephant in the room. Paul Cook has gone. Um, we discussed about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, how long has he got left? Because it was a, a bleak start to the season. Uh, miserable runs and all that. But look, goal, a lot of goals scored, entertaining football, but conceding a lot of goals and some bad results here and there. But Dazza, it was a shocking announcement on Saturday. What's your thoughts? And yeah, it was a, was a surprise. Yeah, it was a shock. Um, uh not a surprise, but a shock that the that they'd acted at this point. Um, it's very un Ipswich like. Um, you know, we normally wait till it's far too late and then and then uh you know, then we act. So this is uh and it, and it's a real signal of of what the owners are here to do. You know, they're not here to take a long time to to get success. They're here to get success and um they're you know the momentum was not going the right way, was it? With with Paul, he <clears throat> obviously started slowly. We've all talked about the slow start, but then I think we went eight, nine games where we were winning, drawing. We, you know, we we're putting. I think we averaged two points, which is what you need. But then, you know, then we've hit another dip again and can't score and aren't creating chances and are losing. And I mean, I think all three of us went to um, Sunderland, and we should have won that game. You know, we were better than Sunderland. Sunderland were really poor, but we didn't, you know, and we didn't win. And, uh, you know, things like that just kept going. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting now. I, th- I think the sacking now means the club uh, or the owners are definitely going to be appointing someone to get us promoted this season. Because if they'd have waited till February and then sacked him, then, then we're looking at an appointment for someone to come in for next season but it's it's a it's a positive move let's put it that let's look at it like that it's a positive move to try and still make the most of every opportunity this season give the new manager a chance for a transfer window but um yeah but who's available and who's going to come on it's you know it's a real um i, I was gonna as i left charlton on on tuesday uh Ashton and, and O'Leary was sat there and they and I, I wanted just to chat to them, not no abuse or anything, just to like chat to them and just say, look, 
you know, good luck in appointing the next guy because there's a lot of work to do. Um, but they were just sat there, just staring at the floor. So they, you know, they hadn't. If it had made, looked my way or something, I would have caught his eye. But um, no, they were just sat there while everyone was streaming out. So um, you know, I didn't get that opportunity. I did speak to Danansian or Danassian. Sorry, I keep saying his name wrong. He was waiting by the coach, so I went and had a chat with him. Um, and uh, he said, you know, look, we'll get there. You know, we'll. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, but we'll, you know, we'll get there. So, uh, you know, I said, look, we're all behind you and gave him a fist pump and and left, which was not obviously what some other fans decided to do after the game, who'd been drinking all afternoon and uh, some very angry young men there who've got some problems they need to resolve. Um, Gloomers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Passionate, I'm boy. Not... <laughs> Passionate boy is. Passionate boy is. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, a shock. And it's a, you know, who's going to come in now? I'm guessing it's going to be someone in probably the next week or two even. We may not know till after all the Christmas games, perhaps. Um, but there's a lot of pressure on them. Whoever comes in now, that promotion this season is what they're here to do, not a building thing. You know, it's it's playoffs this season and, and a push for promotion. So, yeah, there's a lot to go on over the next few weeks. It's going to be interesting. Very interesting indeed. And we'll get on to all the manager that, that has been linked. And, well, there's some names there that I'm a bit worried about, but uh, we'll get into that. Um, Segs, oh, what was your reaction on Saturday evening seeing Paul Cook's been sacked? What was your feeling and position really when on Paul Cook? You know, do you think that was the right decision? Um, so I was a bit shocked, disappointed. Um, I wanted Paul Cook from the start. been calling for Paul Cook ever since we were calling Lambert out. So it's kind of... I was one of his guys, let's say, um, really sort of supported him and wanted it to go well for him. So when I saw that news, I wasn't surprised because it hasn't been going well. The start of the season didn't go the way we wanted it to. We've sort of been on the back foot ever since then, really. Like Dazza said, we had the good results in sort of September, October, apart from you know the Plymouth and the... Um, it would just be Plymouth, wouldn't it, I think? The Plymouth result, obviously the Plymouth result wasn't the one, the one that we'd sort of look back on at that time. I think, ah, but again, if... If we had had Burns fit then, or he wasn't ill, international fit as well, that could have gone a different ways. So that was just unfortunate. But sort of until until the Wickham game, we were sort of getting back on track, um, sort of getting results that we needed to, and then it just went downhill again. Like the Sunderland game was poor. Well, well, it wasn't poor. It was poor results. Sorry, we played well. Should have won. It was the Robin Robin game that was poor, um, which was just we just didn't seem up for it at all, like the other night really. Um, so so I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not not surprised, let's say, but just shocked and disappointed. Um, but then, sort of looking back, go back to Charlton again, you can kind of see why we are where we are. Um, we just look a mess. And I think that's what happens when you've got a striker doing your defensive coaching and other coaches who aren't experienced enough, um, unfortunately, because the coaching that we had there were just at, not amateurs, let's say, but they were people who haven't had much experience in the coaching roles. And unfortunately, I think that's cost us to some extent this season under Cook. Um, if it had, if it had brought in an assistant, maybe we might be thinking differently. If it had brought in coaches that were more more experienced in the roles that they've been in, um, and you had a defensive coach to sort out the leaky defence that we had, um, he might not have been sacked when he did. We might have been much better off than where we are now. So um, it is partly his fault, I think. Um, I think there was mistakes there that he made in hindsight that he needed to sort. Other than what. He did because if he had, if he had done it, I think he'd still be here. Um, 
and obviously also his stubbornness of playing the sort of bond up front, which was working at the start of the season, but it's sort of lost its cause now with the way we play. Um, it just isn't working anymore. So there's a lot for the new manager to sort out. Um, obviously, we'll talk about that later, but um, there's a lot to lot of sort. But yeah, um, still still a bit gutted to be honest because I do like the guy. It's a shame he's had to go. Um, sort of backed him all the way. I wasn't calling for his for him out yet. I thought there's still time. I mean, the, his track record shows he has he does make poor starts to seasons, but it picks up. And you look at Bolton last season as well, who had a really poor start to season. They still got promoted. Um, I could still could have seen us under Cook, but we shall see. We shall see indeed. And um, Liam, to finish off this Paul Cook chat, uh, overall his record though at town hasn't been that great. 13 wins, 7 draws. Uh, no, sorry, 17 draws, 14 defeats. Um, of course, last season, we were one point off the playoffs, although we were not deploying that well either way. So it's just one of those things. But what was your reaction and what's your thoughts? And round up nicely on the Paul Cook chat. Well, I mean, I I, some, I rounded off game day on Tuesday night saying, where do we go from here? And I, I think that's the key point with with this decision, really, um, in the fact that if we look 12 months ago, none of us sat here and were happy with Paul Lambert. And we wanted Lambert out. And, of course, it happened in conjunction with the takeover. But um, apart from uh, a bit of noise on social media, um, and there were a few people who were turning, and look, he had deficiencies. I, I think the four-two-three-one, which is is his bread and butter, but I think the fact that he was wedded to playing that system when he didn't have the pieces to play it properly, I think I think that's what has kind of cost him in the fact that the two fullbacks that we require to play that system need to be attacking. And he quickly had to bring in Donatian, who's done brilliantly. I haven't got any issues with Donatian, but the, the the thing was Donatian had to come in to give us some solidity because we were leaking goals in those first few weeks of the season. Um, but we had we had a decent balance because we had Coulson and Penny on the other side. Penny's probably turned out to be the player that I think most people probably expected him to be. He was brought in, I think, as backup. And to be fair, he's decent going forward, but defensively has a lot of issues. Um, and of course, on the right side, Donatian did a great job. And then obviously KVY got fit, came back in. Great game at Wickham. But I think the fact that we didn't have those attacking fullbacks near the end, um, we were far too narrow. We didn't have any width. We were trying to go down the centre. And teams were just finding it too predictable to to defend against us. I agree with Dazza in in the fact that the Sunderland game we, we should have we should have battered them. I mean they they hardly had a kick in towards our goal in anger to be honest until Walton's probably only mistake of of the season so far in in trying to come and claim that cross. I'm a bit I, I'm a bit shocked. Um. Really, I, I, it may have come and it probably would have come um, around this period if it had kept going the way it was. But for me, I think the timing of it is a little bit early. 
Um, I think there was still opportunity to potentially turn things around. But as people have already said, we're we're in a we're as as the boys have kind of coined it. We're, we're kind of now in life support kind of tra- uh, period now for any opportunity of promotion. Um, the the season is just it, it's just hanging now by a thread. Um, but there wasn't that clamour for him to be sacked. There wasn't hordes and hordes of people. And I mean, I remember this 12 months ago, we were calling for Lambert ages and ages. Um, and obviously, eventually it happened. But we haven't had people vociferously coming out and saying, cook out. There have been a few, but not not. it's been a very polarised fan base, I think. So yeah, I mean, it shocked me a, a little more. bit. It's been a lot of booing, yeah. hasn't there? The last sort of three, four, five games booing. You know, like we beat Crew uh, and got booed. Um, so that doesn't help, does it? You know, the board listen no. to things like that, don't they? So, um, you know, I think it's the first it's time. I've been, first time as a fan, I haven't heard the fans chant "cook out." For example, they, it's the, mm-hmm. you know, had Jim mm-hmm. out, Keen out, Jewel out, Jim, uh, Mick out, all those kind of. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Didn't hear it under Cook at all. So that's it's quite a. You know, you could just see I, how see how quick it's been. But I mean, the thing is, is that I said it on game day on Tuesday. Where do we go from here? Because we didn't know there wasn't that massive wave behind Cook being called out. It, it was very much a few dissenting voices. Some of the crowd at home games have been booing, um, but there wasn't an absolute campaign, and. I know we're going to talk about it a bit later, but play, uh, down the line, there isn't someone who I would look at who I'd go, you know what, good decision, we'll get this bloke in. I just don't know who who, who I would like to see take over the football club. And that's where it sits a bit uneasy with me because uh, with, Cook, um, with Cook going, because there isn't that absolute... Um, man that I, I would look at and go, yep, pick him. So I One of the things I was surprised about was, you know, you got the official line that um, there is no one lined up at the moment from Ashton. And I thought, nah, they'll have someone. Someone will be lined up. You know, they'll announce someone. There'll be, there'll have been some premium, you know, some talks. It didn't seem like a, a very, uh, well-managed thing to do just to sack the manager and then start looking you know so which seems to be at this point what um what's happening so um that was a surprise as well that you know we're probably I mean, mcgreal's going to be at the helm for this weekend probably the barra game and and then maybe even the uh and those games at christmas i'm going to be there for the wickham game but oh dearie me you know, hope. I hope. I hope fans are in the Christmas spirit and you know decide to do their job as a supporter and get behind the team and support the team, and they don't all turn up full of hostility and anger and frustration like we've seen already, because that's not what we need. So, but I think that's the other point, isn't it? That we're in this really, really um, precarious position. I mean, would we be any worse off? of having kept Cook than what we're in now. We've got an interim manager. We had that performance on Tuesday night. Playoffs yeah. continue to 
move away. I mean, at the end of the day, maybe Cook wouldn't have got a response from them. But for me, the only game that I attended where I left going, that is dire, was Rotherham. All of the other games that we played in that period where we suddenly started dipping form after Wickham, we deserved to win some of them and we just didn't take the chances that, that we had and defensive deficiencies again cost us. But I wouldn't say that the football was terrible. So I think, um, I think, and again, sorry, carry on. Go on, Tags. So I, I think we'd have, if Cook was in charge on Tuesday, we'd have had a much better performance out of them than what we would have mm-hmm. done. Than what we had, and, and that's the thing, we're yeah. getting further away now. Whatever, whatever's happened. So, but it does beg you the question, though, about was Cook? I mean, we read all of that at the time when the takeover happened. Cook was the man the new owners wanted, but suddenly, was he? Have, was. have the American owners used this as a, an excuse to maybe, maybe get what they actually wanted to do in the first place? Because obviously Cook was brought in under Evans just before the takeover actually happened. So, yeah, I mean Cook on paper, I don't think there's anyone argue is probably the best. Mm-hmm. You know, on paper, he had the best CV promotions from that league. Um, you know, available. Him not getting a, Richardson has clearly been a massive, you know, gap in his skill set as a as a manager. You know, there's uh, most of them, you know, Mick has taken Terry O'Connor everywhere he's gone. And uh, obviously, famously, um, oh, my God, my mind's just gone blank. Um, Clough and <laughs> uh, and Peter, what's his name? Peter Bennett? No, Taylor. Peter, um, Peter Taylor. Taylor, yeah. And Clough yes. needed him, you know, and he was useless without him. So, uh, yeah, him not having that, again, as Seg said, the inexperienced coaches, it all just hasn't worked. It didn't work. It wasn't working. Um, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of his tactics or anything, but it was, if he got the job done and we got results, I don't care. It was, you know, it was all good. But, um, I think it's been a little bit, un- little bit unfortunate to have Burns out this month as well, though, to be fair, or last month. Um, he's massive, yeah. He's, I know we can't, yeah. That, that affected us against Sunderland, I think. I, I like a Luko, but if we'd had Burns there against Sunderland, I think we'd have won then. Um, but, yeah, but, but for me, is a, yeah. you can't rely on one player. For though. me, though, but then for me, if we're relying on Burns to be the man who turns it all around when we spent so much money in bringing all of these players who were supposed to make the squad far better, if we're relying on just one man and it's all gone to shit since then, then it's kind of like, well, that's a bit of a failure, isn't it? Because the rest of the squad should be good enough to find a way to win games without Burns. And it hasn't happened. The other players seem to have, have, for for whatever reason, they just can't seem to be able to raise the performances of what what they're capable of. Yeah, but I think um, the way they've been set up to play with, you know, with the Mm. fullbacks and the inverted wingers and the left footers on the right and all this sort of stuff, it's not a percentage-based thing. It's everything... we're trying to score like a really perfect goal every time, you know, and the Sunderland game was a massive example of that, of how many times we were just on the 18 yard box trying to do Selena and, and Edwards and, you know, Evans and whoever, you know, and uh, Aluko all trying to do these little flicks and turns and just this, it had to be perfect to score. Because there's, 
there's only ever one person in the box, which which I hate. So, yeah. you know, the, uh, I know, you know, perhaps it's, you know, too upfront and all this sort of jazz. But if you're going to have this this way that he wanted to play, and this is where Burns was perfect, when you've got the midfielders that were going to get forward, then then that works. But we had loads of number 10s who weren't running mm. on and, and everything needs to be perfect. The cross needs to be perfect because Bon is there with three defenders around him. And I think the, he also, so he also tried to accommodate too many players. I mean, like Fraser yeah, is not a winger. No way. Is Fraser, Fraser on the left. He Fraser played him on the left, left which but, wasn't working. No. That's because he brought Chaplin and Selena in who needed to play in the middle. No, yeah, yeah, I feel sorry for Chaplin. Well, I think... Chaplin's been our best number 10. And yeah. he was in the team when we had that but, good run. I don't know why he was dropped. I don't know if he picked up an injury or something. I'm not sure. But he got rested or dropped, whatever. And then we've gone they down said again. That then. So. He brought Sleena in for the game he got dropped in. And that's when we scored four against Wickham. And Sleena had a good game. Mm -hmm. So the dropping was warranted for, for whatever reason. I can't quite remember now. But Sleena mm -hmm. made his made the name in his, when he got the chance. But I've made reference to this before and it really annoyed me is defending corners, especially we've got every single man back in our box. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't thing. get that. You've, you've yeah. got some short. Most of those number 10 are small. And, and um, really, would you want them in your own box challenging for headers against probably six foot five centre halves coming up from the opposition? Just leave a couple up there, and and or or at least one up there that will. I can understand Bon; he's a physical presence. But you've got a couple Nicole. of number tens there that you could potentially leave upfield, and then that will give you an out from the set piece. And instead, without Burns as well, I think that's been highlighted as well. We've got nothing then going forward when we clear the ball. Got nothing going forward, and we've got then no pace to accelerate, accelerate forward and take. Uh, kind of go past players while they're while they're retreating um and i didn't really get that at all i don't really know what that was supposed to achieve it's just asking for us to be put under pressure so okay. and again yeah, they did it on tuesday i, I can't remember the last time we set up ourselves to counter a corner for so long it's, again I, I can't remember it's just doing mm -hmm. it i can't remember the last time we even tried counter you know set up for a counter attack it never really really happens which is strange yeah it's um been very strange few weeks and months really watching and covering it through town football club um let's um let's not talk about it too much but let's talk about tuesday night because it was a miserable night um i just want to get all your overall thoughts on it your key notes from the game and dazza it was a miserable night uh no shots on target um the only positive was walton um your goalkeeper and union and all that um he had a good game it could have been six yeah. could have been more, yeah. more a lot more yeah. goals if it wasn't yeah. for him um but yeah your overall thoughts from the 2-0 defeat at the valley well obviously i went i was sitting in the charlton side so i couldn't be you know celebrating or anything not that there was a lot to celebrate um but when you i'm sure you've all done it when you go to a game with someone who doesn't know your players you you do these like little five second summaries so <laughs> I said, Edwards is a really exciting player, but his cross won't get on. No one will get on the end of any of his crosses and his final ball, ball will be poor. Um, Denancian is a left-sided, uh, he's a right-footed left-back, playing at left-back, so he won't put any crosses in. Um, 
you know, and and but I said Walton is good. Walton's a good goalkeeper, and sort of just went through the team. Um, came down the steps because when I don't know if you you know when you go into hospitality, you're not you're not out in your seat soaking up the atmosphere. They kind of just point you towards the door, like thirty seconds before kickoff. So I came out, and the all the Ipswich fans it was full. It looks it looked fantastic, and they were all singing louder than all the Charlton fans. So it was all good, but you know the game. Our players just looked lost. They just looked lost. They didn't really know what to do. There was no basics that, you know, I, I, I don't really think it was a lack of effort. I don't, you know, I didn't see people just not bothering to run or anything, but they just had no idea what they were doing. And to be fair, Charlton were good. Charlton, Charlton were good, but Charlton played very wide. You know, they kept dropping the ball uh, down the left-hand side. So <laughs> Kane had a tough game because they just kept targeting him. Um, and because he was expected to be pushing on, they just left this big gap in the, down our, our rights, down our right, their left. Um, and they, you know, they played some good stuff. Two big lads up front, causing all sorts of problems. Um, and uh, yeah, whenever we got the ball, we never did anything with it. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think it took us to like the second half where I think we put, we had like, 60 maybe 90 seconds where we were passing the ball from one side to the other and my mate commented oh you know you good final bit you know good bit of play there from Ipswich they're actually keeping hold of the ball but yeah without like you said without Walton it would have been four five six nil easily no shots on target that's going back to the bad old days under you know from last season isn't it just nil 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 all the time but uh yeah, bad performance, not the reaction we all wanted. Um, I don't understand quite what McGreal was doing with some of the substitutions when uh, Piggott came on. So I kind of thought, okay, 4-4-2, let's see how that works. But then the Luco went central, sort of playing in the centre behind the front two. So we had no... I couldn't... I, I was trying to work out what was going on. And again, we were very narrow and Charlton were playing very wide, so it didn't. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. And then you know, young uh, Humphreys was it? He, he came on, and that's where I almost got in trouble because I got very frustrated. And, and I think near the end, like in injury time, whatever, he was going over with a fullback, and I had sat on my hands the whole night, you know. And obviously they they're scoring goals, and I'm just sitting there looking at the floor. And Humphreys, I think, chased one of their players. And I'm told he, they, he clipped his ankle. But all I saw was the defender just throw himself in the air like this big swan dive. And I couldn't help myself. And I was like, stood up and was like, ref! <laughs> That's a joke, you know, embarrassing. And everyone else in the director's box is all kind of like looking at me. But Frank, they thought I was a Charlton fan, actually. Um, but yes, to summarize the game, <laughs> totally lost. Um, nothing good apart from Walton. Nothing good. Nothing good. Good to see the fridge back, but you know it was a poor, poor, poor performance. No, nothing good to to talk about at all. If they thought you were a Charlton fan, did you celebrate when they scored? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. I mean, the first no. goal, I, the first goal, I, I stood. I was already standing because the people in front of me stood up, so I, I needed to stand. But uh, and then the second goal, I, I, I stayed in my seat, and uh, 
yeah, made it very clear that I was not a child. <laughs> <laughs> fair play, fair play. And um, well, Segs, it was a very limp performance. That is the word, I think, and turgid and all that. There's loads of other words we can discuss about the game. Um, what's your overall thoughts? And also get your thoughts on what happened after the game as well. Um, fans, of course, saying not fit to wear the shirt. Of course, one fan getting on the pitch and, you know, we don't, that is just something you shouldn't do. Just never do. Even if you're that angry and that drunk, you just never do that. You just don't go on a pitch and attack any players. Um, and yeah, of course, Toto, of course, was not probably happy with with what was being said to him and stuff like that. But once again, what's your overall thoughts on that and the game? Um, so, yeah, uh, I think the fan got a lifetime ban now, hasn't he? I think I saw today, I believe. Didn't surprise me. I think I yeah, hope so. Nice. I hope so because you, nice. you know, yeah. So, definitely don't agree with that. Anyway, should never gone on the pitch like you said. So yeah, that's a that, that bit done. Um, but in terms of the chanting at the end, that was understandable. Um, I think to be honest, in terms of us as fans, I think it's been building up for a long time now, and especially with the excitement that we had in the summer, and it just hasn't worked out. Um, I can understand it. I mean, it, we we accepted relegation, or uh, well, some of us accepted relegation, I guess. Um, you know, we clapped them all off. And thought, yeah, you know, it's League One tour, but now it's got to the point now where nothing's improved in the past, what, two, three years we've been in League One now. It just seems to be the same old thing, even though we've had the takeover, the new manager um, under Cook. We all thought it was going to be like a better season this year. And it just, if anything, it's been perhaps worse. Um, I mean, we're, you look at where, we've, where we are at the moment compared to last year, and we're still, our standings are not, you know, we're mid-table. Um, and it's... Uh, it's just not good enough, really, for the club that we are. So I can understand the frustrations. Um, I think perhaps Toto made it worse for himself by the way he wandered over there. Um, I didn't see it live because we just wandered out. We had enough. Um, but in terms of Toto wandering over there, I've seen that since. And perhaps he made the situation worse. And perhaps people did think he was coming over there to have a word, maybe. Um, you know, he's, he's apologised since. So he obviously realised what he did was wrong. But... Um, so I can understand the frustration. I can understand why fans reacted like that. It was a, um, it was a shit show. Um, let's say um, the other night. Uh, so, um, but yeah, the the fan who ran onto the pitch should, should never have done that. Um, but yeah, I can understand the frustrations in terms of the game. I think I said most of my points anyway. But it was, you know, we just awful. Um, just didn't look really up for it. Um, like Dad said, it probably wasn't probably wasn't any lack of effort, but it did seem like it being there. You know, it's just. It did seem like they just didn't really seem to care. Um, Morsey, surprisingly, off his game. Um, I do feel like he's going to be one of those to go either in January or in the summer because Cook isn't here. You know, he came here for Cook. Um, I don't think he'd have dropped down a level if it wasn't for Cook. So to see his manager go like that, um, I don't think it's going to do him any good, to be honest. Um, and you could argue that he could be dropped because he was poor on Tuesday. They were all poor, but Morsey was poor. Evans was poor. Edwards was poor. Um, Luco was okay, but yeah, for me, in terms of substitutions, I'd have taken, brought, taken Evans off and brought Fraser back with Piggott, to be honest. Um, yeah, Fraser did nothing, did he? Fra- again, I don't even, I'd be interested to see how many touches of the ball he had. He just sort of wasn't involved in the game at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm um, sorry, a bit, bit distracted now. But, yeah. There's a cat. So if you watch it on video, you see a cat just randomly appear yeah. on Sex's screen. There we go. Is that some sort of sign? There must be. That must mean something, does it? When a black cat goes mm-hmm. across your path or something? I don't know. Bloomer's had one the other day, didn't he? 
He had one on his yeah. screen. So it's my turn now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm distracted now. So, but yeah, it was it was poor overall. Um, sort of a rubbish night, which is a shame because, like I said earlier, I love going to the valley. And the fact that it ended like that is. I was, really I was impressed with their fans as well. They're, and um, we were talking before the game about Ipswich players that had also played for Charlton. So there's obviously quite a lot. And so I said, oh, the one, the funniest one is Mark Fish. So he said, oh, you, you, Mark Fish might make an appearance tonight. So I was like, oh, okay. And that, he left it at that. And then I don't know if you could see it in the home, in the away stand, but on their screen, every kind of 10 minutes or so, <laughs> a goldfish would swim across the screen and all yeah. the Charlton fans would go, fish. <laughs> and, and so that was the... That was what they used to sing when Mark Fish was there, and they still do it. So um, I thought that was quite funny. That's quite humorous. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the screen. And I was like, at first, I didn't know what was going on. Why is there a random fish? And then I kept hearing fish, and I was like, then I, was, then I got it. Yeah, like, yeah Mark Fish. And yeah, his, uh, his town career, and well, his football career pretty much minutes, ended. Yeah. yeah, not great. Um, yeah. But Liam, let's finish off this chat. Let's, let's try to ignore and... <laughs> forget the Tuesday night at Charlton uh, because it was miserable. Um, big credit to the fans who went to the game, though. You know, 3,500 on a Tuesday night. That is fantastic support. Um, good atmosphere in that. But, yeah, it was not a good night. Uh, end it the way you can on that miserable, miserable night. Um, unlike, unlike Dazza, um, enjoying himself up in hospitality. I was in the cheap seats and the atmosphere was good until 20 minutes had passed and then from there I thought it went a bit flat after they scored and I'll be honest there there was a struggle I think for fans to really start getting behind the team there was just there was just no nothing to really excite us get us going and obviously frustration got worse and worse and and yeah, uh, it was it was always going to end on a bit of a, a boiling point. Um, the bloke who did run on, well, I mean, he's an idiot, absolute idiot. I mean, he's a football supporter. He goes to support his football team. And as soon as he's done that, he will now be banned from watching his football team ever again. It, it's just idiotic. We're all frustrated. We're all unhappy about things. But there, there are things that you... you you're pretty much cutting your own nose off to spite your face, really, because you're not going to get anything out of it. I don't really know him going out to push Walton, who was the best player he, on the park. I bet I he mean, absolutely shit. I bet he, he shit himself, though, because I think he just saw whatever he was doing, running over there. And then as he gets there, he's faced with Walton, who pushes. And Walton's, what is he, 6'6 six, six or something? You know, mm -hmm. I bet he must have just had a brief split second of like oh shit but Walton was <laughs> you know a perfect pro and you know he's just stepped away from it and you know did absolutely the right thing so um yeah it's uh, I mean I, I was watching it from this from the side um because I saw the players going over there and I could see you know a lot of aggression coming um you know from our fans and Lots of finger pointing and you know f off and it, you know it's like that. That's not. I mean, that's not good. That's not good. No, it's not. I mean, it, it was. I mean, NC. I, I know he's apologised, but and we're all 
were all emotional at, the, at that time. But I think Entiala's a bit of an idiot for, for coming across, really, and, and getting so close to the fans. I mean, originally we thought that there may have been some racial connotation, um, but obviously that, there wasn't, and he's just reacted. And uh, to be honest, Toto, um, all the abuse that the players were getting was pretty much merited. I mean, it was a, a shocker. Um, and I'm sure they put up with worse things in their career than some fans maybe swearing a little bit, um, which was why we thought it might have been racial, because clearly he was angered by something that forced him over to confront the fans. But um, it doesn't surprise me seeing Bloomers at the front of the, <laughs> at the, front of the queue, though. I've, that's uh, the third time now I've seen him run to the front of a stand at Portsmouth when we actually won... 4-0, he, um, he was down at the front celebrating um, and obviously you got him at Wickham uh, at the front there. Um, so it doesn't surprise me seeing him right down at the front venting his anger because um, he is quite an emotional, emotional he was, man. He was, the one, he was the one who threw his scarf. When I watched the video yes. back, you could see him actually throwing his scarf. So it was what we well, did. Yeah, he's back. lucky to get that back, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, there's nothing much else you can really say about the game. We, we were second to every ball. Um, I mean, Morsi was brought in to be the, 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 the kind of ball breaker in midfield, the guy who's going to put his foot in and, and get the ball back and start attacks. That, that kind of almost like Roy Keane type player that the, the, he may not, may not be the easy on the eye footballer but he'll do the dirty work but i mean he hardly put a foot in um and and every time he would he fouls fouls his man evans and i thought this for a little while is weak in the tackle he doesn't seem to seem to be uh, particularly combative either um and that's been for a while that wasn't just on tuesday night but and then defensively i mean McGreal's setup, I, I understand why it was the same setup on the Cook, which is why I question, obviously, getting rid of Cook when you had this game so quick afterwards. Would we have been better off even just keeping Cook? McGreal didn't have any time to really do any changes, but the full-backs were getting murdered, uh, doubled up every time. And it was like the parting of the Red Sea for the centre-halves. I mean, Edmondson is a great player and, and he is someone we have to make sure we can try and keep. Um, but, I mean, the, the amount of space Charlton were getting, it, it was like parting of the Red Sea. Just him and Enciala were just opening up um, and just basically saying to them, here you go, straight through, and having to rely on Walton to keep us in the game for, for a long period. So, And then, obviously, there was nothing up front. But, I mean, with Charlton, when they played the ball forward, you look at the strikers. And they're ahead of our defenders and they're picking up the ball and they're giving Charlton an opportunity to build an attack. Whereas when we go forward, we don't use any of the three behind. We're, it's, it's been like that, though, for a while, even on the cup. It's very much long ball, Bon, hope he can take it down or knock it back. And then we build with the three behind Bon. But that can only sustain for so long because teams will, will catch up on it. And, and as they have, Bond hardly had a win all night. 
Um, and so the ball just kept coming back. There, there was no focal point as such. And I feel sorry for Bond because he works hard. I, d I don't, I, I don't know if it's fatigue or the amount of games he's played, but he's he's not as, um, I suppose, as a nuisance as he was earlier in the season. Um, maybe the energy levels are a little bit lower now, so the the amount of chasing that he was doing at the start of the season isn't sustainable now. But it, it was just, yeah, it it, it, it was it, disjointed I, I, from the start, and I, it, it, yeah, I think Bond. He, you know, he's still, I still really like Bon, but if, if you're a striker who, you know, that when the, when the midfielders have got the ball, they're not going to pass it to you, then you stop making runs. Mm -hmm. And um, when Wes is there, he knows that Wes is going to get the ball. He's going to beat his man. And then he's going to look to find him. When a Luco, a left footer playing on the right gets the ball, he's going to stop cut inside the defender's then got a chance to set himself and then he'll cross it. And the same on the, on the left-hand side when, when, you know, Edwards gets there. So that's why I'd, I'd like them changing. They switched. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, you're absolutely right. Sweet. I, I noticed that as well. They were changing, but I think that was from like corners and things where they found themselves in that position. So they stayed there for a few minutes and then, um, you know, from a next dead ball, they, they switched back again, but I'd love to see Edwards on the right. I, I mean, I would, you know, perhaps it's just a bit simple, but I want right footers on the right and left footers on the yeah, left. It's a more natural, balanced way of playing. Um, but I think you know. I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning, though, with this this part about that it, that it probably wasn't a lack of effort. It just wasn't no. happening. They just didn't know no. what they were doing. And no. I think I think the thing that summed it up, um, I think, was it first half? Or no, it was second half, and they were attacking towards us. Fraser's got space and he he's almost seen Edwards make a move. He's got Bon in the centre who's trying to manoeuvre the centre half. And he suddenly plays this intricate little ball um, no in matter. between the centre half and the fullback. And Edwards had stopped his run. And so all of a sudden the ball's just aimlessly run into the penalty area. And it's just that, that they're not on the same wavelength. And I think that's... Right contributed to Bond. I think obviously Burns and him have a great understanding, but there's no partnerships of, other than that one. Everyone yeah. else, it, it, it's they're good players. They're, they, they're, they wouldn't be at town. I mean, Fraser has got great, uh, great stats, the amount of assists he's had from his time at MK Dons and Burt, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. And I, I just don't know how you, how you, and I mean, when he, the substitutions, I mean, Piggott, I think he was brought on in the 10 originally, and then him and Bond the kind of switching, one goes, because I don't think it was a 4-4-2 straight no. off the cuff. But then even no. then, 4-4-2, I don't think 4-4-2 works. Um, it's very, very rigid again. So, which is why I would prefer maybe them playing three at the back with two wingbacks. Um, but that's a different different discussion for another day. But I think people calling for two strikers and, and just going 4-4-2, it's not going to fix anything. I think that's far too basic. I think there are much more fundamental issues uh, with town at the moment than just adding an extra striker. Um, and yeah. Humphreys, I mean, he, he, he was... He, he's, 
he's not on to a winner there, is he? Really, he's been brought well, he did on right. to give a bit. Of, well, he did it. Well, he did a it bit, right, to be honest. No, I thought he did all right, but I mean, he's not been. He's not really. Right. He, he's not really been on. He's not on to a winner, is he? He's been brought on, um, and just kind of said, "Look, go and have a run around, try and do your best, see if you can." There was still create one nil, was there at that point? There's still, yeah, still one nil at that so. point. But, but it, yeah, in some ways, it might have been nicer for him to stay on the bench and not actually be part of the rest of the shambles that had played for the rest of that 90 minutes. Okay, then. Well, um, let's wrap up this chat about Charlton and try to forget about it. Although, of course, it's going to be a, a big mm -hmm. talking point for the next few weeks, I'm sure, um, still, because it wasn't a good game. Um, and as you said, Liam, in your video for game day, where do we go from here? Because that is a good question. Um, because currently we have no manager. Um, we played very badly. Um, and, well, there's a lot of managers getting linked. And, well, people putting their hats in the ring as well. Um, Shefty Kuchi, of course, one of them. Um, so, Dazza, let's talk about where do we go from now. Let's talk about the managers that have been linked. Uh, two Neils, Neil Lennon and Neil Harris. Um, yeah. Who else has been there? Who else has been linked? I'm trying to think now. Frank Lampard, of course, yeah. but that's, that's not going to happen. Mark Bircham. Yeah, yeah. Um, take over, take over, Tony Mowbray. <laughs> what do you reckon, there, my friend? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hopeful names. There's a lot of names who probably would good do a good job, but fans don't seem to like them. I mean, I know that Neil Harris has been bounded around on Twitter to, during the day today, and he obviously has some fans. But I know, you know, Matt is a big fan of Neil Harris. Um, mm. He obviously knows a lot about football because he's uh, he bought uh, Bart over to Millwall, so he can spot a good goalkeeper. That's for sure. Um, but uh, as I said earlier, I think the next appointment is for the expectation is for promotion. So I don't think we're going to see a young manager starting their career or you know early or you know I think we're going to see someone who has a CV with a promotion on it. Is, is probably what I think we'll we'll see. Um, I would be read up for uh, Warnock, definitely <laughs> till the end of the season. That would that would be fine by me. Um, and uh, you know, Mowbray's a pipe dream. He's sitting fourth or fifth in in the championship with with uh, Blackburn. I'm sure he's settled up there. He's not going to come down to League. You know, switching League One. Um, at this point of the season. So, yeah, there's a load of names which are no good. But I, I say I think anyone, anyone who comes in is not going to be some, uh, you know, assistant manager of another club or, you know, Chelsea's you've set up. I, I don't think we'll see anyone like that. I think we just see someone with a some sort of proven track record. And And what we need is the fans to get behind it and give the guy a chance not to, if it is someone like Neil Harris, who is a, you know, there'll be people that like him and, and, maybe more people that don't because he's not fashionable that you just got to give the guy a chance and, and see, you know, see how it works on the pitch. And if we start playing well and, and picking up points, because um, we've got to get out of this league, man, it's this league. And, and that, another point is we need to play league one football. You know, we're not playing league one football. We're trying all this tippy tappy, parsey, parsey, mm -hmm. Eight number tens all lining up trying to make the perfect pass because they want to get an assist. I want players who want to be in the end of it and are just gonna, you know, 
cross the ball and have some people with pace and power to get on the end of it. If you look at Rotherham, right? Rotherham should be, you know, the blueprint. How do you win League One football matches? Look at Rotherham because they win League One football matches every, you know, every other year because they're in the championship for a year. But from a League One perspective, they win games and they've got two guys up front and they cross the ball and they win games. And we mm-hmm. and since Lambert's come along, since we've been relegated, Lambert tried to play one up front and this tippy tappy pass, 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 pass. It doesn't work in League One. We, you know, it might work in August when the grass is perfect and there's no wind and everyone's warm. But you know, December, January, February, windy, muddy. You got to just play some bit of percentage football, really. Which you know, he played in Germany, right? big clubs so So, um, yeah but we need to play one football and so you know it's uh i'm up for that that's just that's just change it i'm I'm not interested in trying to be barcelona with the with that style of football we're not we can't do that you know we're not going to do that and it's not going to get us promoted it's not going to get us promoted we need to be hard to beat and create chances with men in in the box that's what we need. It's not rocket science. As as what do you say, Paolo Di Canio? It's a League One, League <laughs> One. You know, so, someone clip that up, please. Someone clip that up there. Who's watching this? Um, or I'll clip it up myself. Um, but Segs, over to you. Um, what sort of manager are you looking for? What, what, who would you like to get appointed? The, the names that have been out there at the moment. What's your thoughts on that? You know, Shefter Kucci would be. You know, that's a a fanfare sort of appointment because you know he's. But then he hasn't had a job in English football, so that will be a very big risk. But what what are you thinking at the moment? Um, if you look at the players out of manager, the one excite uh, look at the managers out of management at the moment, the one excites me most is still Paul Cook. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, we signed Paul Cook with a decent coaching staff behind him and a decent assistant manager. You know, we might be on something onto something there. But uh, but yeah, that, that that's obviously done and dusted now, so we can't go back to that. Hang on gonna pull my lead <laughs> anyway um so yeah but in terms of the managers we've been linked in we're linked with you know there's i would like mowbray but he's never going to come here um uh so neil lennon didn't do anything at bolton he's only really done it at celtic um it, it doesn't really sort of excite me at all frank lampard's another one who big name but i don't what has he done in management since he left man city not a lot has he um didn't get derby up spent the money and still failed there and did, didn't do that much at chelsea so this is League One, so he could do a job here, maybe. Um, but it, again, doesn't really excite me that much. Um, Neil Harris is kind of going back to the the Mick days in a way, but then that's what we need for League One, perhaps um, that kind of style of football, um, which is totally against what we've had the, this season, which has been enjoyable. Um, and then there's um, Sheffy Kuchi, who <laughs> we're never going to sign him, are we? But it'd be it would be good for the nostalgia and the sort of the fan favouritism but then um he's like you say he hasn't had a job in legal uh he hasn't had a job in English football and he hasn't had a job for what, three years now I think he's he was obviously he was he was gunning for it when Hurst got appointed and he just left his management just then and I don't think he's had a job since then so um to, but... to tell you who who I'd have back tomorrow and I'll get pelters for this I'd have Jim Magilton back tomorrow all day long. Yeah yeah I'd have him That's... back definitely he should never been stabbed in the first place. No, you shouldn't have done. No, but um, I think, he, 
that, that's who I'd have back because he wouldn't take any shit <laughs> from those players would know exactly what's going on, mm. what to do, what's expected of them. And, uh, you know, he's probably, I think he's improved his football knowledge since he left town because he was part of the Northern Ireland um, set up when they were doing pretty well. He's, I think he's involved in youth football now, isn't he? I think so. He's kind of stepped that, away. Um, wasn't he at an Irish club? I'm sure he's at an so. Irish club, isn't he? I think he's so. Was it Shamrock Rovers? No, he's gone. Mm. Let me quickly look. I tried to call him out on Twitter today, but I think he's come off Twitter. So, um, yes. Well, he yeah, was yeah. he was at Don Dork, but he stepped down um, mm. as a sport. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's in the under. He's doing like under 18s Northern Ireland youth development or something for Northern Ireland football. Yeah, I he think was at one stage. There. I think he left that. Mm. Oh, is yeah. he right? Well, anyway, I'd have him back. I'd have him back. It won't happen because I don't think the new ownership is going to show any nostalgia towards any Ipswich players. It's all about the future. So that would never happen. But if they suddenly announced Jim Gilton, I'd be very happy. And Segs, anything else? Or should we move yeah. on to Liam? No, yeah, Lola? I was going to say, I think it depends what the owners want, really. If they want to save the season, get promotion, then there's only one man for the job. I don't. I detest him. I hate him. But I think he's available. And if it's the case that we're going to save this season, get Neil Warnock in for the end of the season, um, see what he can do, see if he can get us up there. Um, I, I can't stand him, but I think if, if that's what the owners want, <laughs> if that's what the owners want, then that's what we've got to do, I think. Um, don't, but you if, can't if, stand Neil Warnock. Why don't you like him? Why don't you like him? I, I don't know. I just, he's, he's a tosser, any. But I'm not going to say But yeah. Um, it's official. Yeah, so yeah, but um, in terms of football, he will be the, probably the man for the job at the moment um, if, if the owners want promotion this year. If not, then we need to sign someone like, I don't know, you know, a bit more longer term. Um, but again, the, the the managers that we're linked with is not very exciting, really. It's only Tony, Tony Mowbray is the one that excites me, but he's not going to come here at all. He's, they're fourth in the championship. There's no way we're going to convince him to come down to here um, mm. to a struggling mid-table League One side at the moment. So, you know, it's it's very um, uninspiring. But I'll support whoever comes in, um, get behind him, always do, um, just see where it goes. Indeed. And um, Liam, one name I'm going to just shout you right now, and I know you are a big fan of him, and that is Neil Lennon, um, which is very, of course, sarcastic, going, I'm saying to you. But uh, what, what's your feeling on the uninspiring list, as, as Seg's really said, because it is very uninspiring at the moment, and uh, there's a few names there you think, really? Really? Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, Neil Lennon, I, I, I think... He is the sort of manager, and you look at, I mean, he failed at Hibs as well. He went to Hibs to try and get them closer to the old firm, and he didn't really do anything there either. Obviously struggled at Bolton. I think he's the sort of bloke that he he was such a Celtic man, and he knew how Celtic played, that he was so successful at Celtic because of that. And he was successful to an extent in his second spell there. Um, although he did fail when he had pretty much an open goal to become immortal in Celtic fans' eyes by winning 10 in a row. Um, but I think he's just he was just suited to Celtic because he knows that club in inside out. I think going to other clubs, his record isn't great. So um, it's a no from me on, on that one. Um, plus, uh, I, I, I don't really like him as a as a person and that would go for John Terry as well. Um I would keep him 
as far away as possible. Um, I mean, to be honest, I would say screw promotion, screw the season. I, I just want want to get a signed uh, photo from a bum bag, basically, that if, if Neil uh, Warnock comes in. Um, I don't care about the rest of it. I just want I just want to be at the side of the pitch and get a signed photo from his little bum bag. Um, it's a difficult one because I don't know. It, it really depends on what the owners want to do here. And, and this is... This is going back to obviously back to Cook and this whole. It's this is a project, and we were told that this will be a project, and they've sat Cook less than four months into the project. I mean, I, I'm forget. I'm just going to forget um, the first period up to uh, the end of last season because it was a completely different squad. Um, some people have. Um, put more weight on that than others. Um, but as soon as he got his players, got all the change he wanted in the summer, um, we, we were told this is a project and, and he's gone within probably four months of this project. So now the question is, what what is what is it now the American owners want to do? And, and obviously, Daz has said it about if promotion is the way forward. How how do they want to do that? Are they going to go for a short-term fix, get someone like Warnock in to get them up and get us out of here and then appoint someone in the summer? But then you're going to have something different then going into championship football. You're going to have a new man, um, new uh, ideals and stuff like that. Um, there's so much uncertainty, and this is why going right back to the very beginning with Cook, I, I just don't know where we go from here. It's just a little bit like, do we go short term, get ourselves out, or do we try and build something and go with maybe someone who has a more longer term philosophy and, and kind of way of getting the club moving forward? Um, but I do agree with Dazza absolutely that I think we try to overcomplicate it. We, we just try. We, it's almost like Ipswich Town are a big club in League One and that we can install our will on everybody else. And yet it hasn't worked out like that in three seasons now in League One. I think we need to accept that we are where we are. We have got the resources and we've got potentially the, the, the ownership and everything to, to move forward. But I think for the short term, I think uh, we just need to basically drop to everybody else's level at this in this league and just play it simple and just try and just win football matches. Just win football matches, get promoted, and then you can start trying to build stuff um, in 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 the future from there, but I'm like Segs. There's no there's no one there that absolutely jumps out to me. Neil Harris, yeah, okay. If he's and I saw Andy Warren had put out that <clears throat> there seems to be a little bit of uh, movement on that in the fact that there is interest from both sides. Um, so. It looks like Harris is definitely a candidate that they're they're very much interested in. Um, 
but there's no one that unlike Seggs, I would if if you're going to go down the nostalgia route, I would go with Tony Mowbray, but he's not going to leave a cushy job at Blackburn. Um, that he's done a brilliant job at because they've still got those Venkies and still a bit of a basket case. So, and he's done a great job in turning them around, and and actually suddenly they're now looking at the Premier League again. So, um, he's gone. Frank Lampard, <coughs> Frank Lampard would be the media circus, wouldn't it? And do it switch need a media circus? Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the best, the best thing. Um. And I, I listened to the pod earlier and listened to the discussion around Lampard. Yeah, it's probably a job that might be really suitable for Frank Lampard. But I, I think Frank Lampard, I don't really know what he wants in his career. It seems to me that he, I think he thinks that he's now only worthy of, of a, a top job um, and doesn't look like he may want to slum it um, lower down and maybe rebuild his career after Derby and, and Chelsea. So I think that one's definitely a no. I don't think he'll come here. So there's no there's no out and out candidate for me. And that's why I just find it a little bit bizarre that uh Cook was sacked really because we haven't got that clear path of who might take over. <coughs> if the if the owners, just, we haven't mentioned him at all, but if the owners want to go longer-term project and want to go down the head coach route, then Liam Manning's the one, like, for me, really. He knows the club. Um, he's obviously come through our academy, I believe, hasn't he? Um, knows knows the club well anyway. So, um, in terms of him, the only trouble with him is he's inexperienced. So, you know, there's that issue. But then, so others, others start off, they have to start out somewhere. So, and he's done a decent job at MK Don so far. Mm, indeed. Well, um, we're getting very much to, oh wow, we're over an hour now into this podcast. So um, we've got only one more thing really to talk about, of course. It is Wigan this weekend. Uh, John McGrill will be in charge for his second game as interim manager. Um, a lot of talking points will be, will the team be changed? Norwood is back apparently with the first team training. So he will he be involved? Uh, do we switch formations? We've had a few more training sessions now for John McGrill to get his you know, vision, uh, you know, across basically. Um, Dazza, you're, you're going to be there. Um, we're going to, of course, are currently joint top of the league, of course, goal difference with um, Rotherham and Wickham. Um, it is going to be a tough game. As I said, it was going to be dubbed the Paul Cook and Leah Richardson derby, the master versus the apprentice, but now it won't be. Um, what do you reckon then? What's your predictions? What are your feelings? It's going to be a tough one up in Wigan, isn't it? Um, we're going to get battered. We're going to get battered. You know, they, they're playing, um, whether they're playing well, I'm not exactly sure because obviously I haven't watched all of their games, but they're getting results. And um, so they'll be confident. They'll be resilient. You know, if it's not going their way, they'll, they'll still stick with it. I, I looked, just looked through their fixture list and the last 10 games, uh, league and cup, they've won seven, drawn three and lost none of the last 10. Um, and that includes some good sides in, in League One that they've beaten. So their home record's excellent. They obviously have some players that we know about with Will Keane, who are always rated, but he's finally, you know, things are clicking for him. He's banging them in. I don't, I'm not sure how many he's scored this season, but it's a few. And um, last time I checked, is on nine. Last time I checked, is on last time I checked, is on nine. Okay, on that's nine. Like well, that's that's good for for November, December, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not, yeah, they're, yeah, they're Liam Richardson <laughs> has probably highlighted that out of the two, maybe he was the one with the talent, you know, and um, you know, uh, and because he seems to have well, he saved them last season, didn't he? he you know, he, he took over when Paul Cook left and uh, kept them up with their points deduction and everything, and then this season they're top of the league, so we're we're in for. Uh, you know, we're in for a tough game. We're in for a tough game. So, um, well, uh, I mean, they're probably playing the, you know, four, five, one is probably better away from home. That's, that's frustrate them. That's get the ball and then, a, you know, counter attack. Um, but yeah, we're, we're still without Burns by the sounds of it. Um, Selena, I'm not sure if he's going to be in or out of the game. Uh, Coulson's out. Penny's not fancied. Clement had an injury. You know, it's. Um, I would like to see two up front. I really would. I, I, does anyone know what McGrill used to play at Colu? Was he four three 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 five two? I don't know what he used to play, but don't know. Yeah. I think don't know. McGrill probably I won't. Think four two three one was used quite a bit. Oh. It's Here the we so there's four two three. It's like it's like in you know every century has its formation, doesn't it? You know, I think in the nineties, this sort of five five three two was was a really came over from Italy when Italian football ruled the world, and this sort of playing we played it for a long time under Burley. We played five at the back with Burley and uh, Burnley, Clappen and Wilness as as the wing backs, and McGrill and Venus and Mowbray in the in the middle. Um, which has got two players up front. So let's play that. But um, yeah, I think we're in for a tough game. The good thing is the pies are excellent at Wigan. So I'm really mm. looking forward to, I might have two pies um, there. So I'm looking forward to the pies. Um, it's a good stadium. Should be a good day. And um, well, it won't be because we're going to lose, but you know, let's, let's try and enjoy it and sing some songs and, have a bit of banter with the Wigan fans and 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 enjoy a very good quality pastry pie. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Fair play, fair play. Just eat, eat all the pies, enjoy the pies. Uh, the game <laughs> itself could be very enjoy bad the indeed. Pies, yeah. That's enjoy the, the pies. that's the name for the pod. <laughs> Pretty much enjoy the pies and Wigan. Um, Segs, well, oh dearie me, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, what do you reckon? And what's your prediction? Any changes for the team for yourself? Um, I'd put Fraser in uh, centre mid, moving back. Um, Chaplin starts in the middle, uh, uh, behind the striker. If he is going to play the four four two three one, um, so yeah, Chaplin behind the striker, um, Fraser and Morsey behind them. Obviously, I guess you you stick with Aluko and Edwards, but it's not very inspiring anymore. Edwards has got all the flair, but he's got no bite. So, you know, it's, and then Luco as well, who I really like, but I just think he's on the wrong side. He should be on the left and Edwards should be on the right, like Dad said earlier. Um, obviously, Bon up front. I'd like to see two up front if we can, but I just can't see it happening. I think he's going to stick to the same formation. Um, KVY, I think, should play on the left, international on the right, which confuses me because I'm pretty sure McGill played KVY on the left, didn't he, at Colchester? So why he didn't mm-hmm. do it the other night, I don't know, because international has proven that he can do it on that right-hand side, and he's right-footed, yet he had to cut back to get him crosses, whereas KVY can use his left foot. So, for me, it's a no-brainer to put Dineshin back on the right and KVY on the left, if that's how he's going to do it. Or start Penny, 
if if he chooses to. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite worried for Saturday. I think we're going to get, like Dad said, we're going to get battered. Um, but I'll say 2-0. 2-0 we're going to think, you know, it's not battering as such, but we're just, we're not going to perform again, not like we have done in the, in, recently in the season. Um, it's just gone tits up for some reason. Um, yeah, first, first away game I'm going to miss in a while. So, but then again, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> No, um, I'm sure you're getting ready and preparing for your, yeah. your wedding. Uh, that's more of a uh, starting to look forward to more than uh, a, a way trip in Wigan. Uh, yeah. Liam, uh, your final say then on this Wigan game. Uh, I'm the same, to be honest. I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Uh, of course, Will Keane is the obvious one. He's going to score, isn't he? Uh, my boy, Gron Edwards, going to see him in the flesh again. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think he's been playing that much. And uh, when I was speaking to the guy for the meet the opposition, he said... Yeah, he's all good on the ball, but no end product, which, uh, well, we did actually have a little bit of end product, you know, that little period when he was scoring goals, but then uh, it went a bit pear-shaped for him. But uh, what do you reckon then, my friend? How are you feeling going to this one? Uh, not very, very good, <laughs> I have to say. Um, I think it it kind of... I, I, it, goes, it goes back, for me, it goes back to the whole... Cook sacking again. We we looked at this at the, this mum, and we looked at Charlton Wigan, and then we've got Sunderland at home, Gillingham away, Wickham at home, and Lincoln at home. And I I I had said um, that if we're not careful, and there was all this talk about getting to January, and we might try and strengthen, get a few reinforcements in, but the season might be gone before January. Now they've. Remove Cook, and we've discussed that. But all of a sudden, we had that on Tuesday night. And now we're going to Wigan on the Saturday. McGreal's hardly had any time on uh, in training to probably do something different. So it'll probably be the same again. Same system. Um, there may be a few changes in personnel, but I, I can't see the system probably changing. And it hasn't been working. And we're playing again another one of the big sides in the league. And really, we have to win. We're, we're at that stage now where we have to win these games. We, it's almost as if now we have to win on Saturday. And then when Sunderland can call in the weekend after, we have to win that. And you'd have no confidence that they're going to do that. Um, and so, like everybody else, I, I, I don't think... Uh, it's going to be um, a particularly happy day. So I think we'll probably um, probably lose. Uh, I think Seggs has took the score. I probably would have said. Um, I think it'll probably be 2-0 again. I don't see where our goal is coming from um, at the moment. Uh, so I don't think we'll get on the score sheet. Um, and, well... We may have to rely on Walton again to keep the score down. I don't know. It might be a better, better, more solid performance. But I've been optimistic pretty much all season so far. And I'm doing absolutely pants in the prediction league. So um, for me, um, I'm I'm changing tact um, and having to go negative because it's more likely going to get me some points. I don't think we'll get battered. Um, but I, I I don't think that we will touch Wigan, to be honest. I think they'll come away with a very comfortable win. So I'm going to say 
2-0. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't see anything changing, really. He can change the personnel, but I, I don't think the system has worked for a while. And I think we're, we're, it's going to continue to be a struggle until we get the new man, whoever he may be, in and see how, how we can change it. But I mean, I just uh, I, I don't want to be negative, but I just don't see with with the gap now to the playoffs and the time that it's going to take for the new manager to get his system uh, and his way of philosophy going forward. Um, he needs to get his feet onto the table. I just think it's going to be too late by the time that we start. We will pick up, I think, but I think it's going to be too late by the time we start picking up uh, to think about promotion this season. And, and that, that really does frustrate me saying that. Um, but um, I, I would love it if I'm wrong. And I really hope that sixth place is still attainable, but um, it's getting harder and harder every week. And, and McGreal is, is, he's just, he's on to, he's, he's on to a, battering for nothing really is he and he's he's taking over but it doesn't seem like he's going to get a tune out of them so we carry on until the new man comes in and it's potentially gone by then so i do you think if 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 norwood comes on or starts he's gonna have a bee in his bonnet which could be good for saturday to be fair um i, I fancy a red card on the weekend i think someone's going to get sent <laughs> off Ballsy. yeah for us I or think... wigan no, for us, I think I think we'll be I think we're going to lose three 0 and we'll be down to ten. There'll be some frustration. There'll be anger. There'll be something, and there'll be some stupid double yellow or straight red. I can I can it, feel it. I can feel it. If it's Morsi, that's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> we probably would be actually reasonably happy about him missing a few games the way he's played the last few weeks. He frustrates me. Frustrates me with how much he fouls though. It's... Who? Yeah. Morsey. 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 I, I don't mind some of his fails because some of uh, so a lot of our players are too nice, you know. And so if someone's breaking, you need to foul them. Otherwise, they just go through and you concede a, a chance. So a lot of his fouls are good fouls. You know, they, some of them are good. unnecessary. Some yeah, of them are maybe, necessary. maybe, maybe. Well, the alternative is that you're Lee Evans and you don't get near anyone. Oh, that's true. And then when someone... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's true. The Evans is uh, the Joe Garner of the midfielders, where every time someone comes near him, he just throws himself theatrically. I can't say it. Theatrically. Theatrically <laughs> in the air. Yeah. Thank Peak you. me that. Speak me that. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but yeah, he. Uh, yeah, it's um, you know, an uncle of mine, uh, my uncle Simon, who knows a lot about football, <laughs> a million times more than I do. He. Um, you know his opinion was we just got too many, too many lightweight number ten flair players and not enough, uh, you know, not enough meat, you know, not enough structure in the team for those mm -hmm. players to play off. It's all just a bit fluffy. So, um, yeah, he'll oh, be I there wonder if the, we uh, would be here. I wonder if we would be here if we had got Crooks in the summer. No, because he's a beast, isn't he? Crooks is an absolute Oh, yeah, beast. and he gives you that physical presence behind the striker. Yeah. So, whereas we're talking about too many lightweight number 10s, uh, I yeah, wonder definitely. if we would be 
at this juncture if we had got crooks. So yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them are the same, yeah. aren't they? Because Fra Fraser. I worry about him playing deeper because he's so easily pushed off the ball. You know, I went away to mm -hmm. Oldham when he was in the centre of midfield and he, Oldham just pushed him out of the way and he just kept falling over. Um, Chaplin, he's that busy, lightweight, low centre of gravity type player, isn't he? Um, Selena's, you know, a bit lightweight, although he's a bit aggressive. Uh, who else is there? We must have an out 10 and other number 10, surely. But yeah, I want some more. Uh, I want some dirty bastards in the in, in the team to really, you know, put it about a bit. Definitely, that's what that's what we need. Um, well, boys, it's been a pleasure. It's been another fantastic podcast. Any other notes? Any other business before we wrap up? And I bring you the outro of all outros, talking about manscape.com and subscribe and follow Kings of Anglia on all the platforms. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I just, wish, I just wish everyone a Merry Christmas for me because obviously this is my last KOA appearance until after Christmas. So, yeah, I hope the day goes well. I, I as just well, want so. to, I want to ask Segs if I can actually come to the ceremony and miss Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, miss, yeah, I'm quite. If, if we lose against Brigham, I'll be quite quite pleased that we're missing the Sunderland game after all. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, Sunderland. You know, yeah. twenty-eight thousand fans. Um, will there be a new manager unveiled for that mm. game? Pro probably not. I don't really know. We'll, we'll wait and see on that. Um, of course, next week we'll bring you another edition of the Fan Social, talking about the Wigan game, the Barrow um, in the FA Cup replay. Um, I'm still debating if we're going or not. Um, I, don't know I might go. Going. I might go. The fact it's on TV makes it easy to miss it because you can watch yeah. it, but. It's two and a half hours from me. Not too bad. <laughs> I might go. I might go. I might go. Bit of football. So, Bit of football. Yeah. Magic the cup and all that jazz. And uh, our um, a reward if we win is Barnsley away. Yeah. No. I say, not, fair no. play to the club for getting a free travel day. That's a yeah, fair play. Nice gesture. Fair play. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see how many fans are there and we'll give them more medals for the ones who are going to go to that game. Um, but no, Dazza, Segs, Liam, thanks for joining me as ever for the Kings of Anglia fan social course. Kings of Anglia is sponsored by manscaped.com. Use the code KOA for 20% off and free delivery. Get some stuff for, for Christmas. Um, if uh, you want to get your partner anything for Christmas, use the code to get free, no, not free stuff, cheaper stuff than normal. Uh, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. We always like to read those. We've had a few new ones recently, so thank you very much for that. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Kings of Angle for all of our other stuff that we bring you. Um, enjoy Wigan, enjoy your pies. Um, Dazza, enjoy your pie, my friend. Your two pies. And if you are going to the game, let us know what you think of the pies as well. It'd be good to hear from you. Uh, but there we go. Um, enjoy game day on Saturday and um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Um, well, weekend. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
Archon and to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.